Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. We are excited to be with you today talking about how your IRA can flip real estate. It's true. Your retirement account can own real estate and sell it for a gain. And you know what? It's a pretty awesome tax strategy. It's it's pretty cool. And I think a lot of people have heard of this strategy. We're going to break it down into four sections today for this uh, podcast show. Number one, we're going to talk about the why. Then we're going to talk about the what, what can you do? Then we're going to talk about the how, what are the steps? And of course, this would be a full day seminar on the process, which we have for you folks. <laughs> you can always <laughs> participate in monthly webinars and prior podcasts and get a consult. We got all sorts of support for you, but we want to do the why, the what, the how, and then we're going to finish with some of the rules just to be aware of so that that way you're not intimidated and know what to look for. But I think that it's a roadmap that's workable, Matt. I mean, yeah. you can do this. Yeah, let's start with why. I mean, that's what Simon Sinek says. Start with why. You know, it's a great <laughs> book, by the way. Um, so let's I hit the why. It. Let me break this down for a second because some of you might be new to the podcast. You may not know this. You may not know that your IRA can actually own real estate. You've been brainwashed by Wall Street. You've been told you can buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. No, no, no. That's not all that's on the list. You can own real estate in your IRA or 401k. You can own rental real estate. You can flip a property. So many strategies. We're going to focus on the flip today. But let me say the first thing here. Retirement accounts don't pay tax when you make money. When you own $100,000 of Facebook stock and it goes up to $150,000 and you sell it for $150,000 and that whole $150,000 goes back into your IRA and your brokerage IRA, you don't pay any tax. That's one of the perks of using IRAs. You don't pay tax when you're making money on investments. Well, the same principle works when buying and selling real estate. If I bought a property for 100 grand and I flip it for 150, that whole 150,000 gain goes back into my IRA. I'm not paying taxes. It's not hitting my 1040. So I want to make sure everybody understands, yes, your IRA can own real estate. And, and also, you're not taking yes, a withdrawal from your retirement account. There's no penalties, there's yes. no interest, and you're not borrowing from your retirement account. There's literally a procedure that's been around for 30, 40 years on how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's just Wall Street doesn't want to tell you this because then you're going to pull your money out of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, which is where they get their <laughs> money under management fees that are exorbitant and almost criminal. Now, under the why, I want to add as well the baseline. What is your baseline? What are you invested in now in your retirement account? You've got to know where you're starting. Take out your statements for the last year, half a year, and two years, whatever, and try to extrapolate your rate of return. What is your account worth today? What was it worth two years ago? Divide, divide it by two and there's your, you know, rate of return over the last two years, you know, and figure out what it, it can work and, and what's really happening there. Try to get rid of the fees and look at what is my account worth today if I sold everything after all the fees and mm -hmm. try to come up with an annual average rate of return. Not that difficult. Uh, and you can, in fact, I'm just going to say it right now. Let's say you started with 200 grand two years ago, and today it's worth 225 grand. And you sold everything you could, and there were, and you would end up with 225 grand. That means you made $25,000. Now you might say, well, that's a 25% rate of return. Nope, you invested 200 grand. So, that means it's only a 12.5% return. Oh, and that was over two years. So now I take that 12.5 and divide it over the two years. Now that means it was a 
0.25 rate of return over the average. So you made six and a quarter percent after all the fees when it was all said and done. Now, if that's acceptable to you, great. If you want to do better than that, let's look at options. That's the why. Yeah. And for many of you who are real estate investors or who trust and love real estate more than you do the stock market, this is for you. Okay. If you're like, I don't love real estate. I don't care about real estate. I don't make money in real estate. And I have no zero interest in learning about it. I like the stock market roller coaster. Cool. I don't want to convince you any differently, but we have a major principle here within our companies and at Directed IRA, invest in what you know. You should be investing in what you know. If you know real estate and love real estate, why is your IRA or 401k invested in mutual funds? You don't even know what the name of it is. You should be invested in the things that you know. So we're going to talk about one of the key strategies people do to make money in real estate, which is simply to flip a property. So if you know real estate, look at your baseline like Mark talked about. If you're getting crappy returns that aren't making you satisfied, let's look at the alternatives. And then maybe that's real estate for you. Invest in what you know. You can do it with an IRA or 401k. Now, in this category of what, uh, you could, just like Matt said, pull off a Chip and Joanna, a fixer rubber down in Waco, Texas. A lot of people in recent years have seen <laughs> them on the real estate networks, and they've been a great example of finding a property, putting some money into it, designing it, or maybe even staging it, and then selling it for a profit. That is what is traditionally called a rehab flip. Uh, it, we're going to come to some of the rules, a little spoiler alert. You can't be the one doing all the work for your IRA. We'll come back to that, but yeah. you can yeah, still you go through that chip. process and even use third-party subcontractors under the guidelines and still make a heck of a profit on it. You may not make as much if you did all the work, but it's still better than that baseline, that six point and a quarter, you know, whatever you could be flipping land. You could be doing wholesales. You could be um, taking a commercial property and adding some improvements and flipping it. I mean, Matt, there's a whole sort of short-term real estate strategies that you've seen. I mean, what are the ones that come to mind for yeah. you and what all the, well, options? even an option on a property, you know, one of my clients bought an option on real estate for $10,000. He had a right to buy when a five-year window and the property he bought actually went up to over one and a half million dollars in value. And it was originally worth 450 when he got the option. He sold the option for over a million dollar profit. This is another little short-term real estate strategy for someone that knew real estate, but knew how to use a retirement account. So um, this could be the fix and flip, the wholesale of a contract, an option on a property. The, the real estate investment strategies are the same you might be familiar with personally or that you could learn. We're just adding in the awesome tool of an IRA and particularly the Roth IRA, by the way which grows and comes out entirely tax-free. But you could do this with a traditional IRA. Of course, the Roth IRA, totally tax-free vehicle. That's why we love it. Love it. Now, okay, this comes to the how. So we've hit the why, hit the what. All your options are out there. Let's talk a little bit of the how. And believe it or not, it's not that difficult. I'm going to run through some quick steps. Now, Matt's the master here. I'll hit some steps, and then Matt can you know put some meat on the bones, if you will, here on, on these basics. <laughs> One, you may have an old 401k with a couple hundred grand sitting in it. It's in an IRA. You don't even know what it's doing. Your company still may have the money. Has it been kicked out? Who knows where? Find that money, figure out your baseline and go, I can do better. So where's that money? Step two, you're going to open a self-directed kind of brokerage account, if you will. It's 
Over at Directed IRA, you can open up a new account at night on your phone with an app, three to 400 bucks. There's no brokerage fees on the trade or the balance value. It's just a simple flat fee cost to open a new account. Step three, you roll the money. Rollover is not always the right term, but it makes general sense. People know that term. I'm going to roll this money, penalty and tax-free, over to this new self-directed account. Step four, over at Directed IRA, you're going to get on the helpline. You're going to give them a call and go, I want to get some real estate going. What do I do? And they're going to say, you know what? A consult with a tax lawyer that knows how to set up your LLC for this would be perfect for you. Why don't you watch our webinar here and participate here? And the team over at Directed IRA is going to send you the third-party resources to get to that next step of opening up your own entity that's going to be owned by your IRA. Step five or six, that process takes place. The money's put in the LLC. And folks, you're now the manager of a new real estate investment company funded by your retirement account. Now we're off to the races. You're going to follow regular procedures that you would on buying any type of real estate deal at that point. Escrows, agents, brokers, contractors, repairmen, you know, all handymen, whatever you're going to do, landscapers. So that part of the process starts to come after the money is prepared for you in your retirement account. It's really that simple. I I probably made it too easy. How would you add to that process? <laughs> yeah. So let me say, you got to like, let me just summarize that again. Step one, open the account. Step which is it directed IRA. Don't use any other company. There's no one that's even close to how great we are at directed IRA. And I really believe that I'm not just saying that because it happens to be our company. Okay. Get over to director. I open your account. Step two, you need to fund it. That's the rollover Mark talked about. Sometimes it's called a transfer. If it's already an IRA, it's just a transfer. Step three, you're going to invest it. Now you might do an LLC like Mark talked about. Some people just use their IRA to buy real estate and flip it directly. Most clients, I'm going to say 99% of our clients that are flipping real estate add in an LLC. This LLC is 100% owned by the IRA. Like Mark said, you can manage it and the LLC buys the property and flips it. The LLC has a bank account. The IRA's cash gets invested in it. You don't take a salary from the LLC. We have a separate podcast just on using the IRA LLC, sometimes called the Checkbook IRA. Like Mark said, on at directira.com, lots of resources, webinars, stuff, prior podcast episodes on how to use that strategy. Okay, so now we've got the money. We flipped the we've we bought the property, but we need to go through some rules now. Right? There are some rules and things that are different. Mark said, remember, you got to follow the rules about you got to, you know, there's our broker, you got your handyman, you got your contractor, but there are some rules that are a little different when your IRA is involved. If you've done a flip personally, do you got to know? The first rule you got to know if you're flipping property with your IRA is you cannot work on the property. You don't get to put on the tool belt. You can't be chip. All right. You don't get to go into the kitchen with a sledgehammer and do some demo and put it all back together and make it look pretty. Now you can have that done on the property and the IRA is going to pay somebody to do that. Some contractor, you just can't be that person physically doing the work. It violates the rules for IRAs. And we have prior podcasts on prohibited transactions. Matt's book, the direct self-directed IRA handbook. Incredible. Uh, we'll be there along the way to help you know these guidelines. But let me give you a little uh, <laughs> insight. <laughs> this is not being able to hire your kids or set up mm. a company owned by you or your kids or your spouse to do the work. It's you got to look through the entities, the ownership. Family is not going to be involved in the rehab. And you're like, well, then I don't make as much money. I get it. Go do your flip in your own name and do the work yourself and make it 10 or 20% more. I get it. 
focus on your baseline. If you're only making 6% in your retirement account and I pay a contractor to do a lot of the work, which normally you would hate doing, I know, but you pay a contractor to do it and you still make 20 to 25%, even though you left another 10 or 15% on the table because you couldn't do the work, but you still made 20 or 25%. Let me see, 20 or 25% compared to a crappy ETF making six and a quarter after all the fees. Hmm, which one's better? Pay a contractor, <laughs> let your IRA make the money. This is incredible, tax-free, powerful. It's awesome. Yeah, now keep in mind, you're not trying to make money on this. You're trying to make money in your IRA. Mm. This is long-term wealth building. Now, maybe you're in your 60s and you can pull money out of your IRA tomorrow and that's cool. But for the rest of us, you're in your 40s, 50s, that money is building up for the long haul. Now, there's rules on that. And, and one of the other rules is you can't just pay yourself a salary or take any compensation. If you happen to be a real estate agent, if there's a buyer's agent commission, when you buy it, you can't take the commission and make money personally. Just waive the commission, reduce the purchase price. So there's another principle there of let the IRA make the money on the deal. You're not personally making money on this. You're growing your IRA, building wealth for the long term. And here's another sub rule at this point, and probably the only really, really other one we need to hit is a tax that could occur. It's called mm. UBIT, unrelated business income tax. Long story short, it's a tax to make the playing field fair. If you're going to go into XYZ Main Street America town and with your IRA start flipping four to five properties a year, there's going to be other contractors that are you're competing against. This is their livelihood. They're not investors. This is their business. And now you're competing against them. Oh, but you don't pay taxes. When it starts to be a business for your IRA, this tax will come on board and we create a blocker. So the maximum tax rate is 21%. And that's a topic for another day. But the point is you have to maybe deal with this tax. Here's the loophole. Don't let your IRA do more than three deals a year. And frankly, you're not. You're not going to go out and do more than two or three in yeah. your IRA. It's a lot of work. And you'll be hitting home runs on all these projects because they'll start to snowball to the point you don't need hard money or you don't need to borrow any money at all. You can cash the whole deal inside your retirement account. Just it's slow and steady, base hits, base hits. And then the home run is the combination of doing this year after year. But don't get too aggressive and turn it into a business. You can be a real estate professional, but don't let your IRA become a real estate professional by getting too involved. Keep it to two or three a year. Yeah. And most clients don't run into that issue, but we do get the client that's like, well, I'm flipping a property every month. And they're like, you know, that's just what they do anyways. Um, let's keep it tight. Just do a few a year. You'll stay out of being a business. It's just investment income in your IRA, which is what you're supposed to get. And you don't have to worry about the UBIT tax. Now, I'll, let's say you got a spouse though. And you're like, no, no, no. I got clients like this. that are like, dude, I want to do one. I want to do six or seven. I want to do more than these. Okay. Let's have your Roth do three. Let's have your traditional maybe do three. Let's have your solo K do three. We get it can do per account. You get a little, those are different tax IDs for tax purposes, different account types. Your spouse too. You can be doing a few deals in your with your spouse's account and growing their account. So there are ways if you're someone that does a lot of flips or wholesales properties where you're trying to build these accounts using that strategy where we could get around the UBIT by using different accounts. Now, you can't just have like 100 Roth IRAs that's all in your name and, and get around it. But different account types for you or even if it's the same account type if it's your spouse, those are ways we can do more deals, grow the account, but not have UBIT come into play. Yeah, I love it. And 
that's in summary. I just want to say this and I'll let Matt have the final word is remember in this process, the fallback for any flip or rehab is it becomes a rental, which is great. I mean, you might turn it into a short-term rental, like an Airbnb, a midterm rental on a month-to-month contract with nurses coming in to work in a hospital or professionals in a town. You might do a long-term rental. You might even sell it and do a carryback note. Um, there are so many options here. If the flip doesn't turn out the way you want, a good rehabber always is thinking, what if? And you take the same approach with your retirement account. It can get long-term financing. You can't be the co-signer on the debt, but there are banks after bank that'll line up to give your retirement account a loan if you're going to put it in a long-term position. So just know it's not, oh, I'm going to, the sky's falling. This is real estate, which is so wonderful because you just sometimes know that dirt is more valuable than some company in the ethos on, in mm-hmm. Wall Street that you don't even have any connection with at all. Invest in yeah. what you know best. Yeah, let's say you had stock and you own some shares in First Republic Bank per se. Just throwing that out there as an example, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, just hypothetically. Uh, yeah, well, thanks everyone. We're going to be hitting some of this strategy at the Real Estate Tax Summit that's coming up May 25th, virtually, realestatetaxsummit.com. Get over to it. A lot of these little side pieces we talked about, IRA LLC, checkbook IRA, prohibited transaction rules, those have separate podcasts in the podcast alone. So get over the Directed IRA podcast. You're obviously on it right now. Check out the prior episodes to learn the rules and go a little bit deeper on those subjects. And I want to just say this is the last thing. You can do this with a solo 401k too. We kept saying IRA. This could be your solo 401k, HSA, Coverdell. Okay. All these different account types can be self-directed to do a flip on a piece of real estate. So thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another amazing episode of the Directed IRA podcast. Until then, stay calm, self-direct on now.